From the Financial Times in Beirut, I'm Erica Solomon, and this is FT News. Homs, a city in the center of Syria, was the first epicenter of armed rebellion against President Bashar al-Assad. Its rebel footholds were also among the first to return to Assad forces, a sign that the war would soon turn in his favor, as it indeed has in this past year. Among these former rebel strongholds was Homs's old city, which is home to a historic Christian population. I spoke to one Christian resident who fled when rebels took over and is now planning his return. And I also met another who survived the entire war in this embattled ancient district. Rani Khoudi is the proprietor of a once-bustling restaurant, Beit al-Agha, a converted house dating from the medieval Mamluk era. It was a magnet for tourists who would travel a long way for a taste of authentic Syrian cuisine in its ornate stone courtyard. When rebels took control here, Mr. Khoudi fled, and his neighbor, known by his nickname Abu Rami, kept watch over the property. When they got in, there was a small gate there. They got in through it. They broke the door and came in. I asked, what are you doing? The man said, I broke the lock so I wouldn't have to break the door because the Beitel Arga door is very historic. Eventually, about 150 armed men used the restaurant as a base. In the early days of rebel control, Mr. Khoury was able to talk to the militants by telephone. First, it was friendly. They would say, you are our partner. And they called me and thanked me as they had a wedding here. The photos were uploaded online. And they said, now you have donated 75,000 to the revolution. Don't think we made the wedding for free. We had the wedding for 75,000 and you have donated to the revolution. They calculated the rent of the place as 75,000 Syrian lira. They thanked me. But with repeated bombardment by government forces, life in the city quickly deteriorated. They broke a lot and stole a lot. We were following the news. Whenever there was a missile strike, we would get photos from our neighbor. They asked where we were hiding the alcohol. I said it belonged to the owner of the restaurant. So the sheikh gave a fatwa saying that if it belongs to a Christian, then it should be saved for him. I called Mr. Rani and told him what happened. He talked with one of their leaders and told them to keep it with Abu Rami, which is me. And the drinks were kept with me. It's all lost now, broken. But in the early days, they'd come and ask me for drinks, but I wouldn't give it to them. Towards the end of the siege, which lasted nearly three years, food was running out and people became increasingly desperate. During the last three months, people had to work hard to find food. They'd wake up early to go in search of grass. As it happens, we learnt something from the animals. I had a tortoise that I took care of for our neighbours. They had seven of them. But due to the shelling, only one survived. I kept it at my house, and I'd watch it eat. It would skip one plant, then eat the next one. So I used to take it with me to the side of the road, and I'd pick some of the plant that it started to eat and leave the rest. I knew it wouldn't eat anything poisonous. I did get poisoned, but it wasn't because of a bad grass. It was because we ate pigeons. 
تصير انا اكل منها ولا هي ما تاكل مسم بس تصممت ما هيك لا تصممت بس ما من الحشاش one night I woke up to find four machine guns pointing at my head. The armed men wanted food. People were dying of hunger. One man said that the children had priority over us to eat, and his child was more important than me. After that, I ran away from my own home and went to sleep in the restaurant's basement with one of the armed men. Towards the end of the siege, one of the armed men was staying here on his own. He had a lot of religious books and was studying the Sharia. Abu Rami lived here with him for a while. Towards the end, he fell out with the other rebels because he had different beliefs. He eventually left and went to Alwaya, another rebel-held district, where he was killed. He was called Abu Bakr, and he was a very educated man who loved to do good deeds. I stayed here with him for a month for protection. If I found two grains of bulgur, I'd give him one and keep one, and the same applied to him. If he found a bit of bulgur, he did the same for me. After I was evacuated, I didn't hear any more about him. He was not among those evacuated because people like him were wanted by the state because they were accused of belonging to the Muslim Brotherhood. At the end of the siege, Abu Rami was reunited with his family, which had moved to Damascus. My son didn't recognize me because I was so thin. My wife survived for two months after I was evacuated. I lived two months with her before I lost her to cancer. She'd had the disease all along, and she stayed with me for a while after the kids fled. She didn't want to leave, but I forced her to go because I saw her melting before my eyes like a candle. God allowed her to live for two months longer after she saw me. She left the kids as my responsibility. They're in Damascus now, except my youngest, who's been in Brazil for seven months, with his friends. But I can't live in Damascus. I'd be like a fish out of water. Rani Khouri is now hoping to rebuild Beit al-Agha. There is no plan for restoration yet, because in the current situation, you'd never be able to make back the money you invested. But anyone with property dreams of returning it to its original state, whether restaurant or house. You can't just discard it and leave. We've asked about loans, but there are no loans. I'd like to restore it as a hotel, but this is very expensive. The main thing now is to prepare it, rebuild the infrastructure and sewage system, and wait for the wheel to turn. In the meanwhile, we can open the restaurant, and if things go well, open the hotel later. Although he plans to stay in Syria, Mr. Khouri worries that, after so many have been killed or have fled, the Christian presence in this country is now threatened. <laughs> The young men have gone. Some fled the army, and for those who stayed, there is no future. 
I have a daughter, and when she grows up, I'll have to wait for someone to come from Europe to marry her. We were amazed by what happened. How is it possible that there was so much hate without our being aware of it? We didn't feel it. No one would speak about sectarianism. Then suddenly it was fed in a horrific way. A hundred percent of Syrians regret what happened because nothing can bring back what has been lost in terms of the destruction and the alienation of society. Life will resume, but not like before, and certainly not for the better. In a sign of the atmosphere of fear that still lingers in this city, Abu Rami says he still doesn't feel comfortable speaking freely about what happened for fear of reprisal, which is why he refused to use his real name. If I say anything against them, it doesn't have to go bad, but it would only cost a bullet to make me regret it. Thank you for listening, and if you'd like to read more from my reporting trip to Syria, you can find it in this week's FT Weekend magazine and on FT.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.